What's up, people? I'm Dylan Fox, and this is Wrestle Update. Today, we are covering WWE's Money in the Bank 2023, and thankfully, after all of these weeks away, I am rejoined by the OG of Wrestle Update, my original co-host, Scott Edwards. Thank God you are back. I missed you so much, man. Hey, I'm happy to be back. I, I didn't purposely disappear until the next WWE pay-per-view. It just worked out that way. Um, but of course, I'm back. Happy to be back. Had a lot. I wasn't on vacation the entire time I was gone. I want everyone to know that. It's just, you know, we have, <laughs> we obviously have the, alright, when it's AEW pay-per-views, you know, you're gonna take that over. And when, when it's not, I'm back. I happened to have timed it perfectly that when I came back, there was an AEW pay-per-view. But here I am. Here I am now. I'm excited to talk a little bit about money in the bank for WWE. Obviously, a interesting show. I'm not going to say it was a perfect show. I'm not even going to say it was a great show. But it was definitely an interesting show. Uh, if you're a big-time WWE fan, my guess is you walked away from this show very happy. Yes, I think that those are fair. There's no such thing as a perfect show, a flawless performance from everyone involved, but... That's true. That's very true. Even, like, the best show of the year, in my opinion, isn't perfect. Um, it's probably the one I just talked about last week with with Nello. No, that was not my show of the year. I'll start Grant's Queendom forever. Oh, oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Started, that, yeah. Show, that show was one finish off from a perfect show. But, yeah. you know, Nanai and you had to go do their thing. But this isn't about that. <laughs> this is about money in the bank. Like I said, an interesting show. That's right. So I, I appreciate that you clarified that because I think Nello thought that too. And I, I stood up for you. I said you weren't on vacation the whole time <laughs> on the last episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't on vacation the whole time. I yes. wish I was. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, and I wouldn't hold it against you. If you've got vacation time... Don't let me stop you on that end. We need to do that. But there's one thing before we get into this. There's a major, major issue that we need to clarify because I don't mind you being gone on vacation. I don't mind the time it took or whatever. But there is a major, major issue between us we have to talk about before we get to the show. I'm terrified. Okay. What can I expect from Marcus Smart on the Grizzlies? Oh. (laughs) You can expect the guy that plays hard will get a little bit on your nerves because he'll hit like two threes in a row and then he'll think he can hit all of them. Uh, and he'll just be chucking those up. But uh, he's a guy that plays hard. He's a team guy. Some people around Boston thought it was like losing Larry Bird. I'm pretty sure it's not like losing. I'm I'm sorry to tell you, you did not get Larry Bird. I wish we did. <laughs> you got a good team player that I think is very important to help Ja. Truthfully, um, I think he'll do a lot of good for Ja. Okay, like that. That's what my thought on him was. You know, obviously I'm not as connected to that team specifically as you are, but I'm a pretty big sports fan. So I, when I saw that trade happen, I knew I had to ask you about it. Uh, Smart coming to the Grizzlies. And like you said, I think if you look at that and D. Rose coming in, this, this clearly this whole office, front office, is like, hey, this offseason, we're not trying to win the championship. We're trying to put people around Ja to keep him from 
going crazy. And exactly, <laughs> very much like Roman Reigns put people around him to make him better off. I <laughs> say so you're saying Roman is the job Morant of wrestling right now. No, no, because Roman has a title. Oh, that now. You didn't have to go there. That was very hurtful. You set me up perfectly. I'm sorry. That is true. And Marcus Smart does. So hopefully he brings it to the Grizzlies. And hopefully we have many more titles. Marcus Smart has no titles. He never won the the ring? He never won a ring? No, he he and the Celtics are losers. Oh, man, we're both losers. All is pain. All is pain. Ah, man. I miss when we talked about chicken. That's our main thing instead of bringing this negativity up. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. Oh, wait a minute. I haven't been on the show in a long time, but yeah. I just wanted to say welcome back to CM Punk. All right, continue. Oh, yeah. That, we can't forget your, your boy is back. I am a big CM Punk guy. I'm a big elite guy, too. So before anyone starts tossing <laughs> shade at me, I like both of them. Thank you very much. Kenny Omega is phenomenal. CM Punk's phenomenal. Uh, CM Punk has done a lot of good since walking back into the actual ring. I'm not going to talk about outside the ring. I'm strictly talking about in the ring that I see, you know. Uh, but uh, that's enough about that. Let's talk. Let's talk some yeah. money in the bank over across the pond. That's right, from London, England, from the O2 Arena. I had some friends that went to this show. Hopefully everybody had a fun time. Obviously the arena was packed. And I watched the show with my grandpa, Ken. Uh, he is now fully on board to the U.S. wrestling scene again with uh, AEW and WWE. And I told you uh, off the air, Scott, uh, two days ago was my great-grandma's 86th birthday, who I live with and Ken is married to. Obviously. Happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. Day to Nanny. Uh, we, we got her a piece of cake. We got some good stuff. Her son came in, and suddenly, her son and his wife. Uh, her son is like, you know, pushing sixty-five at this point, <laughs> like sixty-three, sixty-four years old. But suddenly, I was watching Money in the Bank when this happened. Me and Ken were, and they came in to watch too. Uh, they're they're big wrestling fans as well. And the only thing that he said was on the show, um, Uncle Donnie, as I call him, he was saying how. When, when the Cena, we're skipping ahead a little bit, we'll talk about that in more depth later. But when Cena came in, he says, oh, the GOAT, the GOAT could never beat Kenny Omega in a, in a match. And Whoa. Yeah, Grandpa Ken got super mad because he's a big uh, Cena fan uh, when, when he came in. And uh, when it was Roman Reigns, he was like, I hate both of those. <laughs> Whatever. So... There's a big heat between AEW and WWE fans coming into the England show, apparently, is what I saw there. But uh, the show itself, they started with their normal – they've been running these advertisements. I don't know how much of their, the weekly shows you've been seeing lately, uh, Scott, but they've hyped this show up as a James Bond type of deal uh, where they – in England, they use the – the girl voicing it over. They've done different swat, you know, switch themes for it and, and everything like that. But they went with that and talked about how everybody's high rolling and going for the money in the bank. All the puns that you would expect from this company. But we started off with the men's money in the bank. The first man to walk out was Butch, Pete Dunne. Uh, they had the, the brawling brutes come out with him. And that was the only thing we saw of Sheamus on the show, sadly. He came in with this white attire, red, white, and blue, uh, trying to, to psych up the people. But it was sad because he got a decent reaction, and then Nakamura's music hit, and Nakamura got like a way bigger reaction uh, for his music. And it was 
Butch, Nakamura, Santos Escobar, Damian Priest, Ricochet, L.A. Knight, and Logan Paul. L.A. Knight got the other big reaction along with Nakamura. Logan Paul, obviously, with heel heat. And let me throw it to you here first, Scott. Before we get into the match itself, what did you think of the build-up to this and the way they set this field going into it? Because at first, I really liked the idea. I talked about this with Ethan a couple weeks ago. Um, I like that every member of the kiss was a, a non-world champion, like a non-former champion, and then they added Logan Paul in it at the last second, and that really soured me on it. But how did you? What did you feel about that? Um, uh, how did I feel about it? I think it's always good to not have former world champions in there because that's the idea of creating an opportunity, creating a chance. Right? That's kind of what the whole point of a briefcase. I feel like at one point was now. Things have changed, I think, where I think you can agree with me that it's not always the right choice, if that makes sense, right? Like, sometimes when you have the world champions in there, it just makes the match better, because oftentimes, no offense, the world champions are great. You know, the world champions are a very big deal. Uh, This time around, I thought they put it together a good field. And the reason I was okay with Logan Paul is because I knew he would just do stupid things in a good way. And <laughs> and if he won, maybe that would create some buzz around a briefcase that has, for the most part, been pretty dead over the past couple of years, in my opinion. The Austin Theory stuff just sunk it. Absolutely <laughs> sunk it. Uh, the year before that was... No, oh, the year before that. Um, twenty twenty one. Hmm, twenty twenty one. Who was that? Brock was a few years before. Uh, twenty twenty yeah. was, of course, Otis, and yeah, we know how that went. That sunk the briefcase too. No offense to Otis. Yeah. Um, so to me, adding Logan Paul with the idea that he could be a heel money in the bank holder that pops in and out from time to time and you just never know when he showed up wouldn't be the worst thing but I also didn't think he needed to win it by any means because of that right because he's not around Um, so I was okay with Logan Paul's entry I was happy that we were giving all these new people a chance I don't know how many people were going to leave this match looking better besides maybe one and even then, which we'll get to, I don't know how to feel about it yet, but that's the whole point of this conversation now, isn't it? And that's what, that's what we are here to investigate. We're here to update not just you, the listeners, but also ourselves with our thoughts and feelings about things. So here's how I'm going to tackle this, uh, because there's obviously a bunch of stuff happened in, in the match. I'm going to run this down by participant by participant, and we will see how your feelings are. Did they gain something? Did they stand out to you in some way? If they didn't, you could just say that, and we'll just move on if you want. But if they had anything that you want to mention specifically about them and where they're going, say so. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. All right, let's start with the, the man who came out first, Butch. Um, No. Uh, here's why. This was your chance to make him Pete Dunne again, and you did I think... I think if that old music hit that used to be his, and it said Which was Pete badass Dunn, music, by the way. Yes, and it said Pete Dunn, Bruiserweight, people would have lost their minds. Instead, he showed up. People were happy because, obviously, you know, he's a local guy, local enough, as you know. Um, they still liked him, but it still felt like pretty much 
any chant Butch might get at this point. I think they missed their shot, and I knew he wasn't winning. He had a great performance, though. I'll give him that. Yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously, everybody can respect his talent level, I think. I felt like his big spot in the match, so to speak, I mean, he had a spot where he almost won. They gave him that. I mean, they gave everybody kind of that here and there, but he got a very big one. One of his big spots was that he came in with the cricket bat and it started attacking people with it. So they were really playing into the England style with him. I don't think he really put on a performance to where you could say, oh, and not that he was even meant to, to where you could say, oh, he gained so much from this. I think him just being there, considering where he was before, at his level before, just him being there was like a win for him, you know, because if you were to rank the roster in terms of push, he wouldn't be in the top seven. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, he, he's, he would he's be, pretty close to dead last. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's near the very bottom, and he did get a pay-per-view spot in his home country. <laughs> so him just being in as a win, I didn't feel anything that made me feel like, oh, he is somebody. Uh, what about Nakamura? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Even I'm less- I'm going to be very mean about this. I do not like when we put him in these matches. Um, I think he just, that's not what Shinsuke Nakamura is made to do. He's not made to be in the ladder matches where it's all about big spots and stuff. Sure, he's a decent base for people, but I just feel like anytime he got in the ring, it almost slowed down because, again, he's not made for... I don't know, these matches. And, and I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible. Um, I just think that's like a problem that I have moving now with him. And it's not his fault necessarily. It's just they feel, they felt the need to put him in. They put him in and I don't know. I didn't love it. And you can see the build up that he probably wasn't going to be that focused on considering him and Rick Shea been feuding with a guy who's not in the match in, in Bronson Exactly. Reed. Uh, so that kind of they, tells They you. even played to the feud between those two this entire match. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been interesting if Reed had been in the match, actually, uh, over Nakamura, just to wreak havoc and destruction. I, Nakamura really didn't do a lot for me. My noted spot for him was when he tried to do the GTS and. It looked like he failed. It looked like your boys, but even worse, actually. Like even whoa, 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 whoa! It was whoa. worse. Punk did it better. I, I, I would just play. Punk did it better. God, I'm just kidding. I'm feeling like Kenta right now, going on Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah, who wants to tell Kenta that no one wants to see him in the year 2023? Because I will. I. I I hate to say I hate to agree with that statement, but, but unfortunately it's true <laughs> uh, because he is like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But this this GTS that Nakamura did, I mean, it was awful. Like he totally blew it. He blew it so bad that he had to transition it to a DDT afterward. Oh. So that was that was quick thinking at least. But yeah, Nakamura didn't gain anything from this match, and his performance wasn't good either. What about Escobar? I thought he looked good. Um, the one thing I love about Escobar is that I do think that he can be a star. I just don't know if or when he'll ever get that chance to be one because he presents himself really well. Um, you know, what's very important in WWE is he obviously talks English well, I think. Um, and I thought his look was awesome. I miss his oh, old yeah. song, though. I, I hate the LWO song. Uh, outside of the Eddie part, like, I just think it's so, like, Meh. I thought the Legato del Fantas God, is that what they were called? Yeah, Legato del Fantasma. Yeah, I thought their music was fantastic, so replacing it has been 
tough for me to get through, but it's fine, I guess. Uh, I think he's a star in the making. I just wish, um, I just wish he got the chances to do it more. It's worth mentioning too that they were mentioning his Aztec heritage and stuff because that's what he came out with with this purple, shiny purple and gold stuff. He had the black face paint on, like war paint. He looked awesome. Totally agree with that. The song, I don't hate it. I think that in this case, I noted this, though, too, because really the best thing Nakamura did was his entrance. The crowd was singing his song, going crazy, and then, you, you know, Viva La Raza hits, and it, like, it killed the mood, because the crowd was going crazy singing Nakamura's song, and then yeah. he walked right out. It, um, it, it's both that, and when you hear Viva La Raza, you're expecting the rest of the song. Yeah, then, <laughs> so you get this other, like, random song, kind of. Then you get generic song 75. At least, I mean, it has lyrics. Like you know, it's a Spanish song. It, it, it gets does. their, it gets their vibe. I, the old song. The problem with that is that it's, it's a, it's a really good song. Excuse me, but it's kind of heelish. You know, it's like a low bass and all that stuff. So I think they wanted more of a baby face. I love him as a performer, though. <laughs> I think this guy's awesome. I love the whole group. They are the guys. Every week, every time we have Russell update, I will come on here and mention that LWO needs more love and more wins. I don't think this particular venue was the greatest. I mean, compare this to when they were in Puerto Rico, how insanely awesome that was. Here, I don't think he gained as much, but I do think his wrestling was good. He added to the match. Great, you know, base guy. He didn't do anything, like, super spectacular, but he was a guy that was very good throughout the match. So, big fan of Santos, and hopefully he gets a push. If the LWO popularity can continue, hopefully they get around to it, but they're slow on the draw. It feels like they should have pushed him more already. Um We'll skip over Priest since he won. We'll talk about him last. Uh, what about Ricochet? Ricochet was here to do one thing, do cool stuff. That's yes. why he should be in every Money in the Bank match. He doesn't gain anything from it. He doesn't lose anything from it. He just makes the match better, and that's why he's here. Um, I wish they did more with Ricochet, but I'm not getting my hopes up for that ever again. So um, <laughs> I'll just I'll just take what we can get. Um, he he adds a lot to the match itself, but he doesn't gain much himself. If that makes sense. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, he was awesome. Like he was the MVP of this match to me. Everyone's going to point to the Spanish fly through the table that got kind of messed up on, on Logan Paul, but made it look more violent and devastating. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah, it was like kind of crazy, and you saw that Logan got messed up. Uh, from it, he was bleeding at the end, and I think Ricochet hit his head on the table and it didn't break. So that was crazy, scary, and the, even the center from it is that they were both on the ladder and somebody pushed it over. I think it was that late night, and he he like Logan Paul got tangled up in the ropes. He didn't land, but Ricochet landed it perfectly where he was standing on the rope afterwards. And I was like, man, Ricochet is an incredible athlete. Uh, and then unfortunately they got. Yeah, I think that kind of scared Logan a little bit, is that he thought he was going to fall and mess up his leg or something. And that's yeah. why that spot got messed up a little. But it still looked crazy and devastating, uh, obviously. The it's pretty spot- insane that Logan Paul's out here doing that. I want to do, I do want to yeah. give him respect that he's, you know, out here doing these things because yeah. I don't see any other celebrity in his standing doing that. No, I mean, we saw the Bad Money match, which was awesome and, and great for him. he ain't doing but, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not like this. Yeah, this is totally different. The spot stood up to me for Ricochet 2 was when they had the ladder standing next to the ropes, and he, like, dove through the ladder, like, over the the thing in the middle that holds it up, 
but below the top of the ladder. Somehow he did the, the Topek on Hero through the ladder. It was incredible. Uh, like, so I don't know how he pulled that off. It was a magical act or something. But uh, Ricochet was great, like you said, just like we talked about. I mean, he's been feuding with a guy who's not in the match, uh, ultimately. And they didn't even go with him and Nakamura with anything. But what about L.A. Knight, the fan favorite here? <sighs> he would have if he won. But yeah. instead, he lost. Yeah. And it was upsetting. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a terrible choice. Like, yeah. They, they, this is, this is, this is WWE, right? In the end, this is what they do, especially with like the briefcase like this. There's countless times in, in history of the Money in the Bank ladder match where they have a person that, is fan service in a lot of ways, but even even I'd say is ready for a spot like this, and they don't do it. And and Li Knight is only the latest to join that group, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean the fans were going crazy. He was the one they wanted to win, no matter who he's paired off against. The Yay Boo spots, he always got them. Obviously, as a promo. He's really strong on the mic. I I don't know if this is unpopular or not, but in the ring, I don't think he's that great actually. To where he, I like my my best comparison for La Knight is like a Bobby Roode type guy. Yeah, good. he's not a he's not an in ring guy, and I think people know that, and they don't care ultimately. Yeah, yeah like, they don't care exactly. Like you and me would. And I think that's okay, obviously. I just think the moment was there. Yeah, good point. And and pretty much the only way they can make up for it is if he beats Austin Theory, I think. Oh. For the belt. I, I hope that happens. I, I don't like – this is another thing we didn't mention, but I, I'm going to mention it here. I hate – that they've done it to where no now you can cash in on the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title. Oh, the, I mean the Money in the Bank's dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we can just accept yeah. that the yeah. Money in the yeah, Bank's fate is over. Um, but here I am still talking about it. So, but yeah, <laughs> I've, I, I've reached a point where I just don't care about the Money in the Bank. Yeah, and that's a shame, but it's true. You know, the truth is, like, what you said at the start was so true. We've done this for years now. Well, you know, it's not like it just suddenly got bad now. But I think I can't even lie to myself now that you mentioned, oh, you could cast it on the U.S. and the Intercontinental. That was so stupid. I don't know why they did that. It's an out. It's an out. Exactly right. That's why I thought that he might win, actually. I thought that he might win and cash in on Theory, which would be lame, of course. But It would be lame, but I think... WWE fans would love it. And like you said, he him winning of all seven people would have gotten the best moment. You know, the best reaction from the fans. And I think that the time, the clock is going to tick on this because eventually if they don't do anything with him forever, I think people will get tired of him at the end of the day. And I think that they need to do something with them. I mean, I like you said, let just let that be a SummerSlam match. Like him versus Theory, Knight gets his big moment, and like you said, maybe all will be well in the end. 
But his promos, I like the idea of him holding the briefcase, too, because he can talk a lot. And I think that's a key factor in making these things interesting, which is why the last couple of years haven't been that great. You talked about Otis. He's not going to cut great promos. Theory is as bland as, you know, mayonnaise at the point. So you can't expect that. Knight would have been an entertaining guy. Uh, we mentioned- mayonnaise can make a sandwich better. Austin Theory doesn't make anything better. That's true. Uh, even though I'm, I, you know, mayonnaise. It was, just, it, it was just me attacking Theory. It's not, don't worry. Okay. It's not a pro mayonnaise statement. Okay. I mean, I'm, mayonnaise, I'm- uh, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you hate my food talk on here. But no, uh, what about Logan Paul? We mentioned him earlier, obviously the big celebrity influencer. And like you said, we get, we gotta, we got to give him props for taking that bump at the end because that was nuts. He's clearly injured at the end with the, the blood coming out. And he played a good role in the match, I thought. Right away, the first spot of the whole match was him being cocky, his cocky self, and everybody else beating him down. I thought that was a good way to start the match. And like a very easy, he's like a very easy person to root against on any show he's on. Listen, at the end of the day, you can hate Logan Paul for, you know, being Logan Paul. You can hate, <laughs> you can hate a lot of things about him, but what he does is he does do these things really well, I think. Um, he does wrestling really well, which obviously I think none of us want to accept almost. <laughs> At least I, I didn't originally want to, but I mean, he does it. He does it so well that I'm just always left wondering, like, why? How did he end up doing everything else? Like, how was he not just made to be a wrestler? Um, and to me, it's like, I don't know. Do I care? about the outside stuff when I'm watching him in a wrestling match? No, because at the end of the day, he's playing a heel. It's not like they're trying to make me cheer for this guy. Yeah. Um, and I think he benefits and helps a lot of things. I think he helped this match, truthfully. Like, I think he did a good job with this match. And I don't like to admit that because, again, you just, you're not cheering for this guy, right? But he's getting it done. He's getting it done in the ring, and I just think it's crazy that he's able to. Yeah, I really agree with that. There was some stuff he did in this match. I mean, the bump was crazy he took uh, there. Like I said, he kind of messed up. I think he got scared a little bit, but he still went through, still did the best he could. There was a spot where somebody was on the ladder. (laughs) I think it might have been Nakamura, maybe Ricochet, (laughs) but they were climbing up, and he ran up behind him. The way he, like, leaped onto the middle portion of the ladder into a Russian leg sweep off of it was so smooth. It yeah. was like Will Ospreay level like type of deal. Uh, it was so it's good. It's pretty crazy that we're saying a celebrity is in Will Ospreay level things, but it's very true. Yeah, in terms of execution, it was like literally perfect. And I thought, man, Logan Paul was here. The pun- like His punches are great. His right hand always looks at, you know, they yeah. always gets a pop from people that I watch with. Uh, Logan did great in the match, and he didn't need, like, he's already who he is. If he had, you know, gotten taken out within 50 seconds and never did anything, he's still who he is. He could still main event if they wanted him to. And if he won, he still could have made event. And I, I do agree. He's another guy. <laughs> like, very easy to talk. You could have him promote the briefcase on his shows or whatever that he does. 
I thought I thought he he was the favorite on there. I had three people that I thought could legitimately win, and he was one of them. Knight was one of them, and the third one did actually win, and that was Damian Priest here. The Judgment Day gets another victory with Priest getting the briefcase. What what'd you think? I don't know if this is a hot take, but I did not like it. I I don't have any connection to Damian Priest whatsoever. And you know what? That's definitely probably a me thing. And you know what? That's fine. Um, I just watched this and I was like, eh. I don't see him as a world champion. I didn't see him as a world champion when he was in Ring of Honor. I don't see him as a world champion now. That's a that's a good point. I think that now if he me, cashes in on one of those mid card titles, then LOL. Yeah, what, who? I don't care who it was that would win it. There's nobody that I would want to cash in on the, the mid card titles. Like it could be the worst wrestler in the world, and I, because I just think it's so stupid that, that I will be against it no matter what. Priest, I mean, I thought he was fantastic in the Bad, Bad Bunny match. I yeah, build up to it as well. He is an interesting guy. I I like him in the ring. I think he's a really good worker, actually, and a unique one as well because he has good size. He looks intimidating, but can also do the big kicks, the flying moves. He's always pushing himself. On the mic, I think there's times where he's good, and there's there's times where maybe he'll flub some things and maybe get a little lost on some things, like the feud he had with Edge. You know, when he was on the mic against him, I don't think he was always super great. I think he's an interesting guy, though, and they had already set up a storyline with him and Finn, which played out later in the show as well. So I thought it was possible he would win. It's going to be all in the follow-up at the end of the day. I think now you have an easy story with him and Seth that would really be more about him and Finn again. You know, if, if he would try to go for it, Finn could get jealous. You could play some crap off like that. Um, in his promo afterwards, he talked about that he's like, he had a little comment where he was talking about going after Roman, and he was like, I really hate that guy. And, which made me think about, you know, those two guys would be an interesting pairing, in my opinion. I don't think that's, if he's going to cash in, it'll be on Seth, but I think it would be an interesting match someday down the line if they could get to that. But uh, in the match, he was pretty good. His big spot, he did a broken arrow off the, off the ladder. Uh, I think that was to LA Knight. He... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not as down on him as you at all. I actually think he's, like, a really good worker. His match with Seth a couple of weeks ago I thought was a really strong performance as well, especially from him. Uh, so I'm down with him getting main event spots. I don't know if he can win the title as is. I think some stuff would have to happen, you know, if Seth suddenly, you know, became the biggest Hollywood star in Hollywood based on the Captain America movie and he had to go or an injury or something like that. I think you could turn to him then, but right now I think he – I want to see where this hit, thing with him and Finn goes before I give final judgment on it, I, I guess I can say. Ah, judgment day. I see what you did. Yeah, he, <laughs> point. he would not have been my choice. I'll just say that. Yeah, and I will say this too. I think if you just look at how they push guys, he was the strongest of the six in terms of just his that spot on the card. True. And so I, that's another reason why I, th- I thought he might win. But I really thought it might be Paul, to be honest. And we'll see where it goes. Can he carry it? Because like I said, to me, the Money in the Bank guy, the best one, needs to be somebody who could talk and carry this around and create intrigue on its own every week. And we'll see if he can deliver, because I think that's the weak point of his game. But 
We move on to the uh, women's tag team titles. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Raquel Rodriguez and the returning Liv Morgan coming from injury. Liv coming in with um, Liv coming in with the British flag or the Union Jack or whatever on her attire. Um, Ronda had like the the Majin Buu style marking on her head. I don't know what this is all about uh, going in there, yeah. but what did happen. you think? Yeah. Oh, I guess one thing before we say, just uh, after the guys, what do you what do you all think of the men's ladder match? Um, I've seen better. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like it, you know, they tried a better- little, They tried a lot of cool things, but I think some of them missed the mark. Some of them hit. Um, overall, it was fine. Yeah, this is like the, you know, on the cage match scale, you'd be like six or a seven <laughs> to me. It would be where yeah. I'd have this. Yeah. Which is still, exactly. it's still better than I would rate the women's tag match, however. What, what did you think of that? I thought it was fine, and then they just did the turn at the end, and I said, oh, okay, sure, no, uh, all right, sounds good. Um, I get it. I do because I'm sure these two want to face each other. I'm sure Ronda's not around forever. Um, so that's it's fine. It just <sighs> was totally random. Like they hadn't yep. built up to this at all. Yep. That is correct. And you know why? Because that that was part of the swerve for them. <laughs> the swerve. They fooled us all. Well, they uh, did because they had Ronda talking to all the outlets about raising the tag titles and doing all this stuff yeah, just yeah. for it to, you know, crash and burn instantly. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I just – Ronda on her own, you know, I mean, her star has fallen so far. Once upon a time, Ronda on her own was great. Don't know yeah, what happened. She was – this is literally a WrestleMania main eventer, which should have been a single, singles match before they shoehorned Charlotte in. But – to that match, yeah. but, but you know she was a main event player. Ronda was, and uh, she having, was. having good matches on top of it. She was. I don't know what happened, but I mean she, she's gone so far down. Even in their eyes, I mean, look at the draft. They were like a fourth round like pick or something. And there was times where she would be the number one pick at times, or at least number two. So you look at this. This turn makes no sense whatsoever. And even in the match, I didn't like it. Because it's like, we had wrestled this whole match. What if Ronda or Shayna just won the won the titles? It's the same thing we saw with Trish and Becky when they wrestled the whole match together. And then this was a little bit better because at least they turned in the match rather than waiting afterwards. But still, you wrestled basically a full match and then turned at the end. It's like, you know, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's WWE, though, baby. <laughs> I... Below it average. was so unnecessary to yeah. me. Like, it's weird that they did this now because it feels like Raquel is getting the shot. At, I thought she was getting the shot at Rhea. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I mean, she still can because obviously they don't care about these titles, but it's still weird. You know, it's like it's it's a weird situation now. And you went through all this trouble. You unified the titles with the NXT tag titles. 
you beat Raquel in the first place. You had this big angle with her. You <laughs> built this big return, and then you just turn at the end. Uh, I can't say I thought much of this. I, the match was, like, fine, like, totally fine. Like, not, nothing good or bad, really, in, in my opinion about it. Nobody stood out. Uh, I thought that – like I said, I think Raquel has got a little bit of good support behind her. I think they've done a great job of pushing her for years now, at least to be a threat at any time. And I, I, I like her work, and I think that they are fine champions. I just don't think they gained anything from it. it this was all about Shayna and Ronda at the end of the day. And like you said – Maybe this is all about them just wanting to work against each other and Rhonda maybe getting fed up with it, with everything anyway, and she may be out the door sooner than we might have expected. So Bye. they might do it now. Yeah, it's not like anybody will miss her, <laughs> to be honest. But maybe give Shayna a refresh. If she can get a big win over Rhonda, I think that's something at, at least. But I think Ronda, yeah. It, it's really hard to care. Yeah. Unfortunately, when they don't give you reason to. Yeah. Like, I thought Rhonda had a lot of truth in her promos, or not promos, but her interviews that she was doing about these tag belts. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it just proved here, didn't it? Like, it just proved yeah. that was the case here. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> nothing's going to be changing anytime soon. All of that stuff that she complained about uh, in the interview, and, and rightfully so, as you said, but... I just I don't know I I don't know where they go from here outside of that one match with her and Shayna and I guess we'll see. So then we went to Priest as I mentioned before he cut the promo saying he could challenge anybody but no matter what happens he will be un campeón like a you know a champion. Yeah, he's now Senor Money in the Bank. Yeah so, so yeah we cannot forget Senor Money in the Bank now so like I said I can get down with this if things turn out right at the end of the day. But more on Priest uh, later, we had a freaking commercial for Mission Impossible in the middle of all this. It's yeah, like, look, you didn't want to see Tom Cruise's movie? You know, I mean, when I was a kid, I watched Mission, Mission Impossible movies and maybe right. Top Gun. You know, Top I mean, Gun Maverick's really good. Okay, yeah, a lot of people say that. Wasn't that nominated for an Oscar or something? Was yeah. So Tom Cruise doing big things, uh, even at his advanced age, and it, I mean, it looked like an action-packed movie that you would expect from a Mission Impossible. But and he will make a lot of money from it, so we have to consider that. Next up, we had Matt Riddle versus Gunther, uh, a rematch of them on the Indies in progress. You know, WXW, all all of these places they've wrestled. They had now are now here for the Intercontinental Championship, and I think we have a nominee for the worst wrestling attire in 2023, which was Matt Riddle here. What was he wearing? What happened to his hair? This was a joke right away. I was just, like, laughing at him. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Um, This was a weird match, but almost really satisfying in a way. Let me explain. Uh, They pretty much just had Gunther destroy Riddle and called it a day. And to me, that's a win, because I don't like Riddle. Riddle's another one. As a worker, he's got some talent. On the mic, I loathe him. Like, <laughs> we kind of went on with Ronda, too. Ronda's a bad promo, and Riddle is so annoying on the mic. I hate his character so much, 
And the thing is, they go back and forth with him. That's even more annoying, actually, because every once in a while, they'll give him an edge, like kind of like they did with him and Vinci, where he broke his ankle or whatever. And then next week, he's talking about little giants and all this bull crap with, you know, I am completely on Kevin Owens' side. I want to see him beat him up, not be friends with him. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate Riddle's cr- character so much <laughs> at the end of the day. And I have to say, I thought the crowd was not that great for this match, honestly. And you would expect Gunther coming in to get a huge reaction, but it didn't come even close to what him and Sheamus did in Cardiff last year. I thought this was a, a, a not that interesting match that should have been a lot better. But I, I like as soon as Riddle walked out of that, I don't think I think my expectations plummeted. And Gunther, I mean, he did his thing when it was time to beat him down. He did that, and it was fun. Uh, I love the finish, though. Like, this was an average match with an excellent finish, in my opinion. He grabbed Riddle's injured ankle and just chopped it, chopped the ankle and the foot and slapped it, and then locked in the Achilles hold for the win. It was freaking great. And I love that they gave Gunther this very old-school finisher, too. Like, this is something you would see in the 50s or 60s as a finishing move, not today. But with him, it totally works. So I love the finish. The match itself was okay, nothing particularly wrong with it. But I was surprised at how not into it the crowd was. Yeah, I was too. I was really surprised. But I think it's because no one really cares for Riddle. Oh, how and could you? if Gunther doesn't have an opponent that you're, you know, worth pumping up and getting excited for, I think that's going to show. Uh, but overall, it's another successful defense for Gunther, and I'm happy he didn't have to have this overly competitive match with Riddle, because truthfully, I think Riddle has flown the coop. I think his, any any interest of mine in him ended long ago, um, and I'm just, you know, I'm happy, actually, that Gunther beat him in, like, ten minutes, not even. Yeah, the thing is, I didn't think it was, like, that one-sided I think that, I mean, look at last month, Gunther and Mustafa, that match had a similar length. It was 100 times better to, to, to me. You know, the crowd was into it. He, Ali was awesome. And then you see this match, and it's like, ugh. I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't that interesting. But what was more interesting was the return afterwards, where Drew McIntyre comes in. The crowd gave him a, a good spot uh, or a good pop afterwards. They did a thing, and they stood face-to-face. Drew came out with the black tank top and jeans, looking his normal self. <laughs> and Gunther was all like, what are you going to do? And then, like, pie-faced him. And Drew walked up, hit him with a Glasgow kiss, did the countdown, 3-2-1. Claymore held up the title. The crowd popped for him huge. They all did his thing when he did. I thought it was a very effective return, and I'm very, very, very hyped for this match. Drew and, and Gunther will be a banger. Nice. No pun intended. Uh, who says banger? Seamus? I miss Seamus. Yeah, she- Seamus uh, and Drew, the banger bros. Um, yeah, no, this was a thunderous return in a great fashion. Uh, I miss Drew greatly. Uh, the moment he's music hit, I said, oh, well, at least we know our we're going to have an absolute killer match for... SummerSlam, where there will actually, you know, be drama of Gunther possibly losing. I think with Drew, it's going to be just absolutely fantastic, bell to bell. Him coming back is a big, that's a big boon for the Raw side of things, in my opinion, because he's interesting no matter what. If he wins that title, 
he could be a great champion. If he loses, you can now tease him going to the heel side, which is basically the strongest opponent that Seth could have on the Raw side at this point. Even though I know everyone kind of wants him to turn heel, but I just compare him. When he was heel last time, he was so much less charismatic than he is as a face. Like, go back and look at some of those heel promos. and They kind of sucked, actually. And he's a good worker no matter what. And so I'll be happy no matter what he does. But I think this is my ideal return for him. Staring off with Gunther, the guy who's had the amazing title reign that everyone uh, respects so highly. Have him have matches on Raw with Vinci and Kaiser. That could carry you to SummerSlam, in my opinion. Like, have a feud with all three of them. You could do a six-man with him and KO and Sammy versus Imperium. I'm all for everything that could happen with Drew and Gunther. So, great return. The crowd loved it. He looks like a superstar, and I think he immediately is already one of the biggest stars on Raw. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. I'm a little shocked. I will say that they didn't do this for Seth um, <laughs> because now the Intercontinental title match looks feels bigger than Seth's match. I don't know who they're going to give him unless it's going to be like some mix of Damien and Finn, but I prefer they not do that. Not really interested in that match anymore um, with Seth either way, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, looking at the roster, it's like... You have people, but I don't think they're lining up anyone necessarily for him. Uh, you, I, I kind of thought that was going to be the goal here. Um, mm. was going to have Drew be that guy, and then, you know, you could have Guther face any mid-card type guy, but no, they've made that the main event feeling match. So I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering who they set him up for SummerSlam, because, you know, they just don't have anyone other than the Judgment Day folks, and, I don't know, after after today, I don't really need to see that feud finished off at SummerSlam. It doesn't even feel like it's a feud between them and Seth. It just feels more of between each other. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that in a second, because I have some ideas on uh, the world title go- going forward. Could it be the head of Judgment Day, Dominic Mysterio, that gets the title shots? As I he just faced- watched him get squished. <laughs> versus Cody Rhodes here. I, I watched... No, no, no. You want to talk about a match that was perfectly done? Yes, it was this, this, this one. one. You know why it was perfectly done? Because I didn't have to sit there and wait and wonder if Cody was going to get screwed over somehow. They did the one little, oh, Rhea hit, helped, up, oh, and now he lost. All right, let's move on. That's exactly how it was supposed to go, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I thought this was, like, perfect for what it was. As a match overall, still, again, maybe a 6 out of 10. <laughs> Not anything we'll remember forever by any means. But for the level of talent you have in, in Dominic, I thought Cody did a fantastic job. The crowd was super into this compared to that Intercontinental title match. Uh, R- Ripley came out with a new haircut. I mean, I thought the haircut looked fantastic <laughs> on her. They had I don't like know a- how many times I have to see Rhea Ripley and think, wow, she's the biggest star here. Why is she doing nothing? And that's the big problem of anything. It's like her big angle is being second to a geek at Dominic and feuding with Natty on Raw. It's like you can't do anything a little better than this. You know, I I wonder how long it'll take before we see Becky and and her go at it at at the end of the day. I think until she feels like she's just treading water until we get to that major match. 
I and I think it's going to sadly be that way for a while. Truthfully, I just I just don't see I don't see that changing anytime soon. Do you? No, we we went over it the last time you were on. <laughs> like we went through the raw roster of women, and all of them are like, okay, so X, Y, Z are talented enough, but they are totally non entities. Oh look, it's Candice LeRae. Oh look, it's Zia Lee. Oh look, it's it's got to be Raquel. That's that's the biggest match that they can have. That's a legit match if they can get to that. I think. Kind of sad that we're saying that's the biggest match. Well, she is the tallest. I, 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 that is so, true. So we in can, size, it is the biggest. <laughs> yeah, but the raw. I mean, we've talked about this before. The raw roster took some big hits in the women's division, uh, like in the draft and everything. So they they're going to need to pull something out of their ass, kind of. I think uh, if they if they want to do something like that, maybe have some kind of call up after like from NXT. But I, I don't think that's going to lead to anything good uh, overall. But the match yeah, though. No. NXT women wise, I mean, yeah. they would have had to call up Roxanne already and build her as a baby face. Yeah, you can't just do that now. Yeah, exactly. It's too late for that now. You're right. Uh, that's a shame, but we'll see what happens. It definitely seems like you know the women's division right now is struggling uh, on Raw. I think that they would benefit if she did some sort of. Similar gimmick to maybe an open challenge that the U.S. title had to where she could either A, have great matches, or B, squash people and look dominant. Because just being the manager of Dominic, that that doesn't help the division. It doesn't help the title. It doesn't even help her. So I hope that they have some kind of better plan coming out of this natty thing. I don't know what it is or who could return or what they could have, but we'll have to see. But uh, what, what do you think about Cody? Are they going to bring Brock back to do that SummerSlam match? Oh, yeah, 100%. I I watch this match, right? I watch Cody, and I just and I just think to myself, why, wh- why do they have so many red-hot people when they don't capitalize on any of them? L.A. Knight, early in the night, not capitalized on. Most popular guy in the match by far, not capitalized on. Um, you know, it's a long list. I'm not going to, I could talk about Seth now. They did capitalize on him, but he was red hot for months before doing that. And they had to add a new world title to do it. They had to add a new championship to capitalize on him being red hot. Um, Rhea Ripley, I'll give them credit. But at the same time, we just talked about it. Now they're doing nothing with her and she's world champion. It's just. It's me forever questioning what the mindset here is because they have they have so many stars who feel like stars and then they do nothing with them. That's so true. Uh, overall, uh, let me say one more thing too about Ripley. How do you think that the Raw side compares to the SmackDown side because they weren't even on the show uh, for, for their title match? Uh, it's not even th- close. SmackDown had Oscar. Bianca, I'm not even a big fan of Charlotte, but they have Charlotte, they have Bailey, they have EO. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. But I really, I think their feud is really bad, though. Like, this over the oh, SmackDown the women's title. Bad. But yeah. at least it's talent. Yeah. At least it's not Natalia. <laughs> That's true. But, but like I said, I think they actually have some talent. 
on, on Raw. It's just that they're all job geeks, pretty much. Well, yeah, so, like, I can't name them, because they're, like, yeah, all the people yeah, I named, all I think we respect as legit in some form. Yeah, and Asuka and Bianca had, had good matches in the past anyway. That would be yeah. way better than, you know, what they've got going on right now on Raw. I just think that both sides of the fence are struggling. It's okay. I think, SmackDown's about to be saved. Yeah, exactly. It's good. We know it's going to get better talking about that match. But right now, I mean, the Charlotte, I thought their match was awful, like, on Friday. That was one of the worst Asuka matches that I've ever seen, in, in my opinion. Like, her are, and you, are you telling me you don't like when matches just wrestle to a non-finish? And it feels like that from the moment that we say go. And I also don't like when people miss kicks by 10 miles like Charlotte was doing in her match as well. That's and the Charlotte special, baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I thought that match was awful. Uh, Charlotte is just, a, I think she's a terrible performer. And in all honesty, I, I don't think there's any good that she brings to the table on the mic or in the ring, totally dragging down and making Oscar feel not special. Uh, Bianca. Good, but the finish was so stupid that she actually didn't get any kind of reaction, like after even after laying out these other two people. Once upon a time, Charlotte was good, and I I say this all the time that Charlotte has gotten worse and worse and worse yeah. and worse and worse through the years. She was better when she left NXT than she is now. Oh, no question. Like that's totally true. In my- How does that happen? Maybe, you know, I mean, she's won all of these titles. Maybe she just rested on her laurels a little bit at this point. Maybe there's some kind of heat, backstage heat uh, we don't know about, like her and Becky had. That's true. You know, I, we don't know. But, I mean, Charlotte's had good matches in the past versus people like Rhea Ripley at Money in the Bank a few years ago. That was a great match. I mean, people her, love the match from this year from WrestleMania. That was a Look at that. Like like another great match. But when I saw her on that show, I was like, oh, my God, what's going on in this title match here? No wonder they kept it off the pay-per-view. At least <laughs> she didn't do a moonsault. That is true. That is what we got to take small blessings with these Charlotte <laughs> matches at times. But hopefully they can get it together because Asuka is a wonderful champion. And we, we will get to and, that in a second. And by the way, inside the ropes, I know you asked if she's the greatest women's wrestler of all time on Twitter the other day. The answer is an emphatic no. All right, continue. <laughs> Yes, no, absolutely not. But uh, they did a thing where they uh, they plugged the video game that's going on sale totally coincidentally. It just so happens that AEW has a video game that released a few days ago. Uh, did you play this, or are you planning to get it? To be fair, all 2K, 2K games are on sale right now, not just WWE. I, saw that. I don't know why I got this ad the other day. But every 2K game, for some reason, in existence is on sale. And I was like, what? what? Why am I getting this? I don't care. Uh, but, yes, I have played this video game. Thank you for asking. Good, good. What do, what do you think of it? How do you think it stands up to 2K22? Um, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's mostly the same game, just updated a little bit here and there. Uh, good graphics, good, better, a little updated GM mode. Pretty good. I've also played AEW Fight Forever, which I think is a fun game as well. So, Oh, great. Yeah, Fight Forever just came out. A lot of reviews. They're both very different, and I think a lot of people need to understand the point of the AEW game is to feel like an arcade and not a simulation. Like, it's not supposed to be a simulation-type game like 2K at all. It's Fight Forever supposed to be No Mercy-like, and that's really what they aimed for, which I think is funny. Um, there's a lot of things I, I wish they would correct, but it's their first game. So, like, that's what I expected. Some of my favorite memories 
are going over to my next door neighbors. Uh, they had I've always been a PlayStation guy, but they had the N64. I like these girls that I lived next door. Uh, we always played uh, Revenge, No Mercy, you know, WrestleMania, like all the N64 games when I was a small child. <laughs> and then I played Day of Reckoning, which has an updated system on the GameCube. So I'm all about giving us a different style of game. I hope that they can. I know they talked about updating it more than releasing it yearly like 2K does. Hopefully they can modify it a little bit to put like community creations. I think you have to, you have to get that in there <laughs> at some point. We need to download these people at the end of the day. But besides that, it looks like a fun game. If I ever, well, I went, well, I'm definitely going to get it at some point, but when I do, I'll talk about it more on the show and when I can play it. But it's good that you had fun with it at least. And, uh, 2K did a decent job as well. So good stuff. Then we had John Cena come out. I don't know about you. I thought this segment totally sucked <laughs> until Waller came out. What was the point of having this guy come out and kiss ass? for? Because that's why Cena's here. I will never disrespect a John Cena segment. Um, though, here's the thing. You can't do this and then not deliver yeah. on a WrestleMania in London. If this is all to deliver on a WrestleMania in London... And great segment. If it's not stupid, just <laughs> stupid. I never am upset to see Cena. Uh, the the oh, way awesome. yeah. he plays off the crowd to this day is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, that being said, it was just because he happens to be in town. And why would you not put John Cena on your show? I think a lot of match time got cut from certain matches for this segment alone. And yeah. I will say I don't think that's necessarily the smartest thing to do, but you also don't pass up on John Cena showing up on your show. So, Oh, I'm totally fine with him coming out. And by the end of it, I thought they at least gave it a purpose, but it was like it took him 10 minutes to get to the point of all this, which was we are we want to bring WrestleMania to London, and he was going on and on about how the London crowd is the best in the world and saying all this crazy stuff. Uh, like about how great it is. And he was like, you are the show talking to the fans and all of that. It all led to Grayson Waller coming out. And he was like, this is stupid. The UK wouldn't like the WrestleMania wouldn't come to this dump. They should bring it to Australia instead. And yeah. And you know, Waller trash talked a little bit. It was all like, man, all you do when you come back is lose all the time. You lost to Theory, lost to Roman, you lost to The Fiend, even, which uh, was scary to, to, to think about that match. But it all led to him being like, why don't you come on my show at WrestleMania Australia, and I'll give you the rub. And Cena was like, what? <laughs> I'll pass. And he was like, nobody says no to me. And so they fought. Cena hit the attitude adjustment. Got to stand tall. Basic heel segment, but I thought Waller sounded pretty good. And Cena was like, his delivery was great. I just don't know why we had to get to 10 minutes to say what, like a very basic That's fair. St- statement, um, <laughs> pretty much. I, I have a weird feeling about Grayson Waller, and it's that... It's those shirts he wears, isn't it? No, it's... Uh, he, he just... He's fine. Like, I look at him and I'm like... I don't get excited for Grayson Waller by any means. I think he's a good talker. Um, he, you know, 
the the comparisons to Miz are real. I think they're very real. But he's a better wrestler, obviously. Yeah. Um, I just I don't I don't know I don't know. When he walked out there, I was like, wow, they're giving him the Cena rub. Good for him. The rub really worked for Theory, so hopefully uh works better for Grayson Waller. Um Yeah. I I'm waiting to see what Grayson Waller eventually does do because I do think he has better potential than like an Austin Theory. At least immediate potential. Um but I just I have such oh, yeah. a tough time caring about certain people because I don't know. They just they just don't check the boxes. Like I don't think this guy is going to be a world champion. And if he is, yeah, what happened? Right. Like what happened? I think he's a good mid carder, and I think that's just the reality we should all accept. I thought that when he was in NXT, he's a good mid card wrestler who can talk and you know go against baby faces and ultimately give them the wins. And that's what he was in NXT, and it was a good role for him. I just hope they don't try to go too higher. Well, if you looked at what he's done to SmackDown, we don't have to worry about that. In the, the near future. Well, he broke his leg, supposedly, so he's been recovering, I guess. Yeah, uh, there's been some that were okay. Some of his segments have been real bad. Uh, SmackDown's such a bad show in general, <laughs> to be honest with you. Smackdown's, thought- yeah, SmackDown, unless Roman's on it, is end-to-end the worst wrestling show on TV. Yeah, no, there's no question about Rampage my, uh, doesn't count. Even then, I think I would rather watch Rampage than yeah, SmackDown. An this time. It, it, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and just the, the quality is so bad on SmackDown. If it was 10 hours or if it was 20 minutes, I don't need to see. I feel like if they did a 30-minute SmackDown, we'd get three three-minute matches on there, and they'd all suck. And, yeah. You know, yeah. SmackDown's the type of show that – Unless the main guy is on there, who cares? Exactly. Like, nobody feels like anything on that show. And, and Raw definitely has its issues. Definitely the length. But in general, I think they're they're not just – like I said, SmackDown to me is, like, impossible to watch almost at times. Raw is still hard, but if you – if you you have a week to watch it, so if you manage it outright over the time, you can actually get through it, and you'll get some stuff. You'll get some gems here and there. On there, but the DVR Smackdown. slash video on demand is a wonderful thing. I watch SmackDown every week. If I watch it, big if, I can watch <laughs> it in thirty minutes or less. That's why you're smarter than me. You know, that's why I've always respected you, Scott. Kind of I, can't, I can't do much more than that. Raw an hour or less. Yeah, I, I think that's about fair because there's a lot of crap on Raw. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> like there, but I do think it's a better show than SmackDown. Chad Gable uh, always stops me. Shout out, Chad I Gable. love love Chad. That's Thank who I was you. Gonna... Thank you. Why was he not in the Money in the Bank ladder match? I know, and he was who I was brought. Like he was who I had in mind. Like build to a one month program. They can't do it right now because they're doing the goofy stuff with the Vikings. But build to a one month program. Him versus Gunther in a match. That's that match would slap. Yeah, exactly. I, you would get him. We've seen him. He's getting more and more over as a babyface, uh, along with Otis as time goes along. So I'm a huge Chad Gable fan. He's one of my top top guys on the show. Waller, 
I think he's, I'm with you. He's like, okay, he should never be the champion, but I think he's good in the role you described better than Miz, in my, in my opinion, where heel guy, easily dislikable douchebag type of character. And he's pretty solid in the ring. I don't think he's great, but he won't tear things down. I thought him versus Gargano at, in the brawl match they had on WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, he was really good in it. I thought so. I think he's got some upside. They haven't really shown it yet, and this was a nice segment for him. You know, it, it feels like to me this was less about a rub even than like Cena, you know, cut this hype promo for England or whatever, and we just need whoever we can find that's not on the show that can talk a little bit. Oh, Waller? Okay, you go out and, and do something. And they it was fine for what it was overall. But now we have something really we can be excited about. The women's money in the bank ladder match. You had Bailey. Eo Sky, Zelina Vega, Zoe Stark, Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch. So right away, I think we automatically have to give this a WWE match of the year level, <laughs> only because of the the winner. Nothing. nothing oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> only because of the winner. Yeah, because the match itself was bad. Yeah, the match itself sucked, but the, the match winner itself was great. real bad. Like <sighs> the winner was great though. The match itself. Here's the thing, right? To me. It's, it was a okay match, and it was exactly what I expected it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. That being said, it's not good. No. Like, like Trish Stratus was bad, as expected. People, somebody has got to get her aside. Because I was advocating her winning, because I think that... She's an amazing talker. I could carry the briefcase for months on end and make it interesting. But somebody has to get to her and say, stop this gymnastics crap. Please, yes, you can't yeah. do this stuff. You yeah, can't anymore. She, she's bad. She she is not good anymore um, when her she's trying to do all that. The, yeah. I just think, like, personally – this match and the Cody Dominic match are like the same level to me because Cody and Dominic was just okay. Let's give Cody a win, and the other match was let's just try to get to the end um, without anyone getting hurt. Almost like they had that great sunset power bomb on the top from Zelina and Zoe. That was awesome. That was great. Um, you know, I liked the closing like minutes outside of the, you know, cuffs to the mouse thing. Though I think Ooh. the whole point of that was to remind us that we had handcuffs in play. So I get it. Um, but I love the using the handcuffs at the end. I think they had some good moments, but it was still a bad yet expected level for this ladder match. If that makes sense. I get where you're coming from. I loved everything about the ending stretch. I thought oh, I the did, fish hook. I did too. I just didn't. I just I watched the fish hook fall out of her mouth, so I got a little annoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, like, you, I was like, you should have just stayed on the other camera angle. I, I, I know. Out of all the camera shots, they flip, flop, and fly all over the place. This is the one you have to zoom. Like, I, was like, I was like, this is the time that you don't flip flop away. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Stupid. Uh, but I mainly agree uh, with your points of the match. Uh, Trish, I I thought her promo on Raw was better than anybody else's by far. Like on the, on the mic, like when there's you know town hall segment or whatever they did to hype the matchup. Uh, I thought the other five 
obviously with EO, you're not going to get a lot, but the other four didn't do a lot for me, to say the least. Uh, her wrestling, listen, her versus Becky at the, the Night of Champions, where they had just, it was just a fight. I said that match was underrated. Like, that, that was my thing there. I thought it was a great fight, spirited, hard hitting. You saw the bruises they gave each other and, and broken noses and everything else they came out with. I thought that was a good match. This is not the correct usage of Trish to be in a ladder match. I was for it at first, watching it. It's clear that that's not the correct usage of hers uh, here. So, I, yeah, her performance level was poor in this match. But I I still like her as a character, and I think now we can kind of – once we get through this Becky thing, we can transition to Zoe being the workhorse and Trish being a, uh, the talker, which I think is a much better usage of them as a pairing, in my opinion. I can't believe we're still talking about Trish. Yo, Shirai won, people, <laughs> and that's what matters. She handcuffed Becky and Bailey together. I thought that was a great creative spot. She climbs over Bailey, gets the win. This is also after Bailey had dumped EO, making me lose all hope that EO was going to win. No, <laughs> though, I will say, I thought it was going to be EO's going to get it, then Bailey's going to push her off right at the last second and steal it. That didn't happen. I liked that they went back to it. They ultimately said, oh, no, 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 we're going to come back to EO winning. We're going to make you think we're pulling a Damien Sandow and Cody Rhodes. But nay, nay. Nay, nay, we did not do that. Thank God. Io Shirai is your Money in the Bank winner. Io Shirai did a lot of great things in this match, including a picture-perfect moonsault from the top of the ladder on to a bunch of people. Io Shirai is your next WWE Women's Champion, or whatever the belt's called. Yes, that was a hesitation because I forgot the title's changed. Haven't been back since. Uh, but I believe it's the WWE Women's title that Asuka is holding. Yeah. Yes? So, yeah. EO is going to be the next champion. It's going to be lovely. We're going to have some real greatness, finally, in the women's division. Felt like a win for me today. Felt like a win. I feel bad because you, you blew the spot, Scott. We were supposed to save that to the end. No, like I couldn't I save it anymore. I didn't want to talk about anyone else. I didn't want to talk about anyone else from this match. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I thought, I thought. They were all bad. <laughs> they tried, like, they really did try a lot of things, and they do this every year in the women's running the bank matches. Yeah. It's just like, they, they're doing too much, and I think that's the case with both Money in the Bank matches, like they want to get all these big spots in. The best Money in the Bank matches, right? Yeah. They have moments, but they don't have moments where you're trying too much and it's clear so you have mistakes. This match had a lot of mistakes. Again, back to Trish. I thought she looked bad majority of the match trying all this like yoga, (laughs) gymnastic things. Those were bad. Bailey was fine. Becky was fine. Like, they didn't do anything egregious. They 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 know who they are. They're, they're based, grounded wrestlers. They're not going to do anything insane, right? Like, that, uh, the, the manhandle slam, or whatever we call it, the rock bottom, yeah, yeah. onto the ladder to Trish, that was a great spot. Like I said, yep. Zelina and Zoe, great spot. Handcuff stuff, great spot. Like, mm-hmm. that was all really well done, but there's a lot in there that wasn't. 
and a lot of it had to do with Trish. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think that, like you said, the big spot, the only big, like, devastating spot was the the Code Red, as they called it, even though it was more of a sunset flip, uh, off the ladder from Zelina to Zoe, which was a big spot. Like you said, the manhandle slam. The rest, I mean, there's not a lot the there. This fault. <laughs> yeah, EO the moonsault. <laughs> that was cool. She I has no fear. Yeah, I mean, EO's done stuff from the balconies and stuff in Japan from before. Anyway, I'm sure that wasn't that scary for her. But no. Well, you know, there's any balconies. At least you well, would fall is. forward a little bit. Yeah, I guess you're, I guess you're right. But it, it was good. I love the finishing sequence with the handcuff. I thought it was super clever and creative. <laughs> um, what do you think she, where do you think EO will go for here? Because to me, I think it's got, going to be a triple threat for the title at SummerSlam with Bianca and Charlotte and Asuka and EO. Yeah. What will they do? Will they resolve this with Bailey? Because they they made it kind of you know they almost tried to to make it seem like she had double crossed Bailey because Bailey double crossed her first. Right. So I, yeah. I like the idea that they play it off long term with ultimately leading to Bailey versus EO for the title. Um, so keep Bailey and her like buddy buddy for now. You know, we could say, like, oh, I was just trying to win the match, and then you handcuffed me, so now we're even, stuff like that. And then ultimately, you're going to have Bailey turn on EO, and that's when EO becomes a super baby face. Um, I wouldn't wait too, too long on that. Like, I don't think that's a thing you have to wait for, like, WrestleMania or something. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I'm looking forward to this. Like, no offense to Dakota Kai, I think the damage control story has taken a decent corner on SmackDown. He's, he's taken a decent turn, I should say. Um, it's still like kind of whatever because we were just waiting for money in the bank. But at least I like that we're teasing the split between them, and I think it will benefit EO in the long run, which is which should be the goal of it to begin with. Yeah, I totally agree with that part. I honestly think they could just <sighs> Bailey. I haven't been a big fan of hers lately, uh, the last few months, you know, maybe even close to a year. Ever since she came back, actually, that program she had with Bianca just drug on and on and on. And then she she never won. That didn't help for for sure. And then lately, her performances hasn't exactly blown me away, uh, to be honest. I, I think they should just blow this off. Like, let's have her turn on her on SmackDown, set up the match for SummerSlam, EO versus Bayley. No, 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 no. See, this is why it's not going to happen there, because they already have three women's matches set up for the show. They're not doing four. There's no way they're doing four. Yeah, you might be right on that. Because yeah. they're going to do Trish and Becky. Yeah. I, I assume. Should be some uh, kind of stipulation. Other, other, <laughs> otherwise, why do we waste our time doing this for so long? Um, they're going to have Rhea and someone, I would hope. And then they'll have that triple threat. I mean, they have to have Rhea in someone. I don't really care who it is at this point. Should be Raquel, because I think that's a big enough match. Um, it's yeah. also your only match. Though, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to blow off the Bailey eo thing until it's cashed in on, or or okay. or they fight over the briefcase. That's always a possibility, because we've seen that story yeah. before. It's going to be one of the two. I just don't think it ends immediately at SummerSlam. I think mm-hmm. SummerSlam is probably too close for them the way they have been. I mean, we're still in the Roman Reigns story. You, yeah, think, yeah. you think we're in rushes now in this company? I guess we don't you're rush right. with anything anymore. 
<laughs> I guess you may be right on that. That's Cody's like still trying to finish the damn story. <laughs> He's got multiple stories he needs to finish at this point, so uh, we will see how it goes. But, yeah, EO winning was – a month from today. I know. That's kind of crazy. It's so early in August. Usually it's near the end of the month, but – All in takes precedence. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, hey, for a somewhat good uh, booking there, good booking for us as well, so we don't have to watch all these shows at the same time. So there's like uh, so three pay-per-views within, like – a one week span. I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's so on the 27th, it's all in. Then on the second, it's payback. And then on the third, it's all out. Oh man. That's, that's August though. We just got to July. That's not. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. But uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with SummerSlam. I, you've kind of convinced me that they may hold that off for a little while. But let's see where they go with EO. Uh, I will say the reaction. I don't know if it was a match or what, but I mean it wasn't near what it was in Puerto Rico. Uh, for like all it, that matters is EO won. <laughs> that is true. Uh, she got the win there. It's clear that's true for the inmates. I mean, this match is rated higher on cage match than the men's match. There's no way this was a better match than the men's match. No. Like, no way. No, it's just because. It has to be because EO won. Yeah, that's literally all all that was. Um, So then we get to another match where another one of your favorites got the win. As Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, defended the World Heavyweight title versus Finn Balor. I've got to get your response. What did you think about the promo where the fans drowned out Finn and he, he got shook and it kind of went off the rails? Um, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, like they, it was awesome. Like I, like I, I totally can't get why people got so uh, up in arms over that. Like that was great. Ultimately, I mean, this match. Look at the match they had. Twelve minutes, you know, like for for these guys. I think this is definitely one of the matches that got cut for time uh, for uh, Cena's promo. And why not? Finn wasn't going to win the title. This match had a good feel to it and then lost all of its luster the moment Damian Priest walked out there. Oh, yeah, he walked out and they were like, oh. When he walked out, the match lost all momentum. It came to a complete stop, it felt like, because I thought they were having a good wrestling match. I thought Finn looked good, you know, doing... All the, um, you know, he had he had a great missile drop kick onto Seth into the corner. Um, they were trading back and forth here and there. Damian Priest walks out there and it's just like, oh, let's stare at him. Let's all be dumb, and that just ruined the match. That is true. They played off of it. I like that they played off of it, though because the same thing happened when Priest challenged Seth and Finn came out and caused the distraction. Yeah, like but frankly, I don't want that to happen on my paper. Yeah, that's true. This didn't feel. I think why I'm a little more accepting of it in this case is that like this felt like such a mid card match anyway. Like the fans didn't want to hear anything Finn had to say. Like the crowd, it felt like they were more energized when Priest came out, like thinking that there could be a cash in. Oh yeah, they, that's why. It, yeah, they don't like Priest. They just like that he has the briefcase. And any any crowd wants to see a cash in. People got amped when Alberto Del Rio cashed in. Yeah, that that was a bad time. And that's Alberto Del Rio. No one likes Alberto Del Rio. He he cashed in on Ziggler. No, 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 no. He didn't cash in on Ziggler. He just beat Ziggler. He cashed in on CM Punk and John Cena. Oh, okay. He cashed in on CM Punk. Bastard. Oh, a long then CM time. CM Punk beat him, 
And then that's when CM Punk got his record reign. Yeah, uh, but that wasn't my favorite era. Like all, all of that stuff you just said about Alberto and Punk's really like that. That's Literally stuff. everything about Alberto is my least favorite. So it, Alberto yeah. is my least favorite wrestler of all time. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, Priest, I thought that Alberto know, he, Priest is not Alberto Dori. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I just think Finn is a weak challenger. Like to me, Finn is much less interesting than Priest uh, as a wrestler. Like this was a an okay match. That the crowd wasn't really up for, and you'd think they would have been, since he's a you know European guy or whatever, like a part of Ireland. Uh, it did, this didn't feel like a hot match. It felt like okay, time to go home. I'd hear that they the did. The only it. good challenge from the Judgment Day, in my opinion, would have been Rhea Ripley. I don't like any of the three guys. I think they all lack something. What did you think of the Priest and Seth match that they that had? Was fine. Yeah, I thought that was a good match. Honestly. I, I, just, I, hating, just, right I don't like Punishment Martinez. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, that's a bad name. But like, <laughs> I saw him live once. I think he wrestled Jay White or something. It was such a weird match. It was like a three-way or something. Can't like blame him for match. that. No, I can blame him for that because he's just – he's slow. Everything he does is slow. Man. I just don't – I'm not a big Damian Priest guy. I wasn't a big fan of him in NXT – not a big fan of him now. The only time yeah. I thought Damian Priest had something is when he first got called up, and they instantly ruined it. He had that sick song, and he did the the fire archery thing, and he won the title. And then they're like, "Yeah, let's get rid of all of that and just make you a guy." That now you're a henchman to Edge, uh, pretty much. But yeah, we'll then he became a henchman to Edge, and now he's a henchman to Rhea Ripley. I think maybe I don't know. Yeah, like Finn Balor's. You know, he's nuked beyond belief. I don't yeah, think Finn's all that good anymore, anyways. But. Yeah, that's what that's my whole point on all of this. That Finn isn't that good. Like I didn't. I think the I, I think Priest is a lot better than Finn, to be honest with you, in, in general. And we'll see where they go uh, overall with it. I I think that this feud, Finn versus Priest, whatever they're gonna do, I think Judgment Day. I think they should all go their separate ways, to, to be honest with you at this point. I think that Ripley needs to focus on defending the title. Dominic, look, there's a, there's an expiration date on Dominic. You know, it's like he's, you know, the heat or whatever, that's fine. But we see the level he's at. And like that's not going to last for, uh, forever. No. You know, Finn, I, I, I just don't think Finn has anything. I, I'm optimistic about Priest. I will, I will defend myself as a Priest guy. At the at the moment, right now. Yeah, what you're saying. I think you're just gonna call you a priest guy because I think you're you're backing this guy like he's the next coming of Gunta. No, he is not. By the way, he couldn't no. be anywhere close if he tried. No, but I I thought he did good in the Bad Bunny stuff, and uh, I think yeah, he, but like I think anyone could have done good in the Bad Bunny stuff because Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico was like electric. That's true. I mean, it was a smoke and mirrors match, but I thought he did a great job in there, and I thought the match with Seth was really good as well. I uh, like. I thought he was like great in that match. I just like, want him to get away from the world title. Is that is that too much to ask? I want all these people away from the world title except for Rhea Ripley. Well, that's who not has the world title. Oh well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she has the women's world. No, title. no, Damian Priest can cash in on Austin Theory or something lame. That's where no. he belongs. Like, like I said, I, I don't. No matter who it was, it could be the worst wrestler ever, and I still would already <laughs> fight against anyone cashing in on Austin Theory. Um, but yeah, anyway. Cashing in Austin Theory would have had an electric reaction. 
Just saying. Yeah, it would, it would have. Like, that's what I, I thought was definitely a possibility, to be honest with you. But like I said, I'm willing to give Freeze a chance, at least. Uh, well, you're better than me. And, the, you know, are at least more open-minded. Than this let's, talk, case. let's talk about a real main eventer, huh? Let's let's talk about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That's not, well, they are real main eventers, but that's not yeah. what I was talking about. Yes, I know. They, they did an interview for that. It set up the main event. I mean, they played. First of all, we need to talk about this video. <laughs> like, the hype video for this main event was excellent. You know, and like shorter than Roman's entrance. Yes. Yeah, well, that, that too. Uh, but it, this was so good. It told the story of the bloodline. All that we've got to this point, all of the history with the family. This was epic. I love the way they set this up. Even before the match started, when they had all four of them in the ring, they were doing the introductions. I don't know why they did this. I don't know if you noticed this or not, because I, I thought it was really weird. They did, like, he was trying to do a boxing-style referee thing, I guess because they didn't have a title to go for. He was like, we need to start one-on-one, guys. Listen to me. Hey, listen. Because John yeah. Jack was like, we need one-on-one. I'm telling you, one-on-one. Go to that corner. You go to that other corner. It's like, what was this boxing intro that they had for this? I thought it was really random, but and the match felt so big right away going into it. Well, Civil War. Civil War. Great marketing gimmick. I, well, you got to give them that, at least. I'm a little upset someone didn't dress as Captain America and Iron Man, but that's fine. Um, no, I thought I thought they had a great marketing. The one thing that they this company cares about is this. They don't care about anything else. Let's just be, let's just be honest, folks. You're they right. care about this and only this story, and I think that's fine. You know why? Because I think in the end, this is all WWE fans probably care about the most is this story. This is the this is the one where wins and losses matter to them. And I understand why almost, because when you see a reaction like that in the main event at the end of this match, it's like, oh, that's why WWE fans love WWE. It's for a moment like this. The moment was great. The match was so boring to me. There's like, a reality with Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Okay? There's a reality with their matches where you can cut out the first 50% and lose nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that it was, like, was today's match. It was like the ultimate stalling-based match. <laughs> like For the first 15 to 20 minutes of this was so slow that it's insane. I thought it, even last month's match with KO and Sammy versus Solo and Roman, I thought they did a similar style, but a lot better. Like, I, yeah. I didn't think it was nearly as boring as, as this match for whatever reason. And it just for it just felt like they were on neutral for so long. When we got to the ending points, where the Usos finally turned it around and it looked like they finally uh, you know, took out Solo... When Solo jumped off the bar- the barricade, tried to go to the table, but missed. They got Roman one on two, super kicked him to oblivion. Jay hit the big splash to win. That was all great and well done, and the fans loved it and all. But I mean, this match was putting me to sleep on the end side. But it was all about the moment. What you said is so true. That was what matters most to the fans. And for the fans, I'm sure there's a lot of people that thought this was an epic match because of how they designed it. And I will say this. For example, the Money in the Bank match. That is a match you can see in AEW probably done better. 
Like not only uh, no 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 their ladder matches stink. I will not I will not back them up there. Well, all ladder matches stink now because we've seen twenty million of them. <laughs> this is very but, true. but but the style of the match is like a car crash type of match. You can see that in AEW, like like with or without ladders involved. I guess this style with Roman Reigns you will not see in AEW for the better, in my opinion. But it is different, at least, and I think that appeals to people. They've hung on to this for so long to finally see movement that we've had in the last month or two, where you finally had the turn, the Usos are out. You had a lot of intrigue in this. I thought the the segment on SmackDown was so great to build this match up, where they talked about they kind of planted the seed that Solo could be the man, you know the big man, and Roman laughed at that, but Solo was pissed. You had a lot of intrigue. I kind of figured. I kind of figured going into this that this would all end with a four-way match at SummerSlam. Or maybe not end, but the next chapter would be all four of them fighting each other after this somehow. But the way they did it, I mean, they set it up right away. Jay got the pin. There's no reason you can't have a Jay versus Roman match at SummerSlam. The main and, event. I, and I think that's the match you should be doing, truthfully. Yeah. I think I think Jay versus Roman is the match. I've thought that since they first did it long ago, and I think it even more now. Um, hmm. Let's see how I, I look at Roman Reigns matches very differently, because if I looked at, at a Puro-type fan work-rate brain, like I often look at everything, mm-hmm. I will never like it. Um I do this from purpose because I try to watch because I look at Jake Lee matches with a pure brain and I don't like them. For example, not even because, the Segura match. It was good, but this I still, will not listen to Segura slander. No, uh, I love Takashi Segura. He did his best. It's, you okay. know, so so did Marafuji. But still, there is a limit with me and Mr. Jake Lee. Um, and here. Right, this match, you get a payoff. You get you get the moments. You get the story told. But here's the problem with this Roman Reigns match: there was no story being told in the first 15 minutes. There was nothing. It was just heat segments and heat segments and heat segments. This match was 32 minutes long. In the first 15 minutes, I swear to God, was the fans chanting at Roman and Solo Sakota putting a vice grip on an Uso's shoulder. That was the first 15 minutes of the match. And when Roman got tagged in in those first 15 minutes, he walked around. I don't remember him hitting a single move. I just remember him walking around. That's the problem with this match. When we compare it to the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match, which I would give a whole star more at least, that match had action in it in the opening 15 minutes as opposed to this one. This one was literally just, let's work towards that Jey Uso hot tag. Because until then, until then, this is nothing. I think Solo Sokoa is not that good. I think he's actually pretty boring. He wants They want him to be Umaga? Yeah, good try. He ain't Umaga. They want him to be like this next big main event star. I'm sure he can eventually. But my God, if this is your big epic match situation, learn a different one because he doesn't have the charisma that Roman Reigns has to pull these off sometimes. He doesn't. 
I watched it here. He didn't have it. Now, the Usos and Jey Uso pinning Roman Reigns, that's exactly how this match needed to go. So for that, I'm happy. That's exactly how I wanted when I, when this match ended, you know, I was watching I have my you know, my uncle over, I have people over watching this show. They celebrated. And that's what WWE has done with Roman Reigns. They've got him to the point where there's celebration. There's celebration when he loses. And that's a job well done. That's what Roman Reigns has done with his matches. There's celebration. There's a job well done. This was probably Thinking back to the Roman Reigns matches of the past year, thinking the Sami Zayn match, the Cody match, the Sami and Kevin match, this match probably had the best ending moment and yet was probably the most boring out of all of them. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Uh, I thought, like I said, you don't have to look back far. Just look at the tag match well, a month ago with yep. KO and Sammy. I thought it was a similar style they wanted. You had the big moment at the end with Jimmy turning on uh, Roman. You had the big f- finish at the end. The crowd was going crazy. That match was so much better than this oh, one. Oh, I love that match. Yeah, like that match was so much better than this one. I don't know what happened, why it turned out to be this way, why they couldn't capture the magic they had a month ago. And they've had Roman to me in general, his style of matches is one of his own. As I said, it's something that you won't see anywhere else. Oh yeah. He's, and, he has his own style and for better, or for worse, it works. And it does. Like we have to give them that for me as a fan. Yeah. I am not a fan of this style. However, at the end of the day, but what you said is true. It works for the fans and it's led to them having nothing but success, not just financially or whatever, but in the story, they've done a great job and are now at a point to where, you know, you once again, you've built up a guy who legitimately could win the title and the fans would buy it and they would love it and they would be happy. I think that's a good thing for an over 1000 day title reign that we are now getting to that in a big major match. And they've, they've peaked it at a good time again, just like they did at WrestleMania with Cody, which I think most everyone agrees <laughs> would have been much better if it had ended differently. But we now have the SummerSlam main event, which I think also can peak in a great way. And I think they've done a great job in that. The match, I've got to give the thumbs down to personally. This show as a whole, I have to say, I wasn't enamored with it, to be honest with you. I thought that... Everything on it was kind of disappointing, <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you. Like, uh, every match was worse outside of Cody and Dominic, which I think knew exactly what it was and didn't even try to be more and was perfect for what it was. It was worse than expectations. Exactly. Everything else was worse than expectations, I would say. Like, my, my highest two rated matches. I'm sorry, my dog's barking. I hope you can't hear that, but that is happening. Um, my two highest rated matches are the open, the men's Money in the Bank and the main event, yeah. and it's not high. I will tell you that <laughs> they are not rated high. Yeah, they are. They are respectfully three and a quarter. If you don't hit a seven, in so cage match wise, if you don't hit yeah. a seven in my mind, you're not worth watching. Those would be six and a half, folks, meaning 
none of this is worth watching. If you can find yourself a nice YouTube clip of the end of the main event, you're all set. You saw everything you needed to see from this show. And EO winning. Uh, oh, and EO winning, of course. But um, I'm, you could just see a picture for that, truthfully, and you'd be all set. <laughs> you, you don't even need to watch the video clip of this. You just need to get no, a picture. No, just got to see a photo. Um, that That's how I felt about the show. I think everything was a thumbs down in terms of expectations, except for Cody and Dominic, which wasn't even yeah. a good match. Yeah, exactly. It, it was, was just, just exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah. But that being said, leading into SummerSlam, they have a lot of good things set up. They have Brock versus Cody one more time. And I think depending on whatever this weird stipulation that's been rumored happening, depending what that is, it could be a great match because I think they have a great match in them. We have just yet to get the full package of it. He's not going to be going in hurt this time, presumably. So that will be much more enjoyable. You're going to have an Oscar Charlotte Bianca match, which I think will hide the, will hide the misfortunes of what we've seen so far in this feud because they're just three, okay, two good workers and Charlotte, who sometimes turns it on, sometimes yeah. doesn't. And I think those two can bring it out of her. So I think that will be decent. You'll have Seth and someone. You'll have Gunther and Drew, Drew which will obviously be, a banger. be excellent. Yeah. That will be the match of the night. You're going to have Kevin and Sammy defending, I'm sure, assuming Kevin Owens is fine after SmackDown. I know he was selling his foot. I'm just going to assume he was fine, but always a possibility. Um, so there's there's a lot of good matchups set for SummerSlam that makes it feel like SummerSlam, and I do think that Jay versus Roman is going to work really well. And would you like to know why? Tell us. Because Roman, because Roman Reigns does his style, his style. Mm-hmm. But I think Jey Uso does almost everything Roman Reigns does better. I loved their first two matches that they had long ago when Jey Uso was just figuring out how to be a singles wrestler. Yep. Like, that was just when he was figuring out. I loved their first match especially because I thought Jey Uso just, like, he obviously surprised me. Now, in this spot where the crowd's going to go out of their mind for Jey Uso, I think it can be a great Roman singles match. Do I expect all the pomp and circumstance and the and the smoke and mirrors that a Roman Reigns match has? Absolutely. But if I have that mindset going into it, like I did with the Cody match, it could still be great, if not <laughs> at least very good. Because the Cody match, despite all the moments up until the finish, is really good because the crowd's red hot for everything Cody's doing. It's just the end that deflates you. And I'm not going into this SummerSlam thinking Jey Uso's going to win like I did with Cody. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll be a big difference in my ultimate feeling. So that's how I feel about moving forward. I think Jey Uso in this spot is the right choice. He feels like that next big, huge match. Um, and I'm excited for him because I think he's done incredible work. If if there's anyone that's benefited from the Bloodline story, I think it's Jey Uso more than anyone, including Roman Reigns. You know, you made a lot of great points there. I, I think that that's all true. I think everybody kind of benefited from it in the Bloodline. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, but Jey has kind of like 
he is the one that's going one on one with Roman at the end of the day after all of this and we will see how that goes you made a good point about the matches on SummerSlam you've got a lot of potentially hype stuff coming along this show just felt like a speed bump ultimately it did. Uh, on it and great crowd though the crowd was good i i mean it was a great crowd honestly like the main event the crowd was going crazy they were doing their football chants you know singing songs and all of that stuff I, it really was a good crowd there was some stuff that they did lose them on in the middle of the show but uh you know it, it is what it is on that end it's nothing too crazy you can blame them for uh the, but the big stuff they hit big and the crowd seemed like they had a great time i was very mad though during the Cody and Dominic match, they didn't pop for the power slam. Like, he was tributing British Bulldog in Great Britain. Like, the, why can you not respect that, people? <laughs> Here, so I, I was very, I was very unhappy with that. But besides that, it was a great crowd. Um, I agree. I don't think anything here is it really worth going out of your way for on the show to watch. Unless you're just, the thing is, you look at the ratings on Cage Match, and it's clear that the moments drive them. Like, from the women's, EO Sky winning and obviously the end of the main event. Those are over eights. And to me, I don't think the match quality drives them. It's the feeling you get afterwards watching them is very good in both cases. So you get good things there. The men's match has a pretty high rating too. Like nothing crazy, crazy high, but all over eight, which is a great match. And we'll see. We'll see where they go with some of these things. Um, I'm pretty hyped for SummerSlam. I think it'll be great. I hope they have all of the the family members there in attendance for that match. Jay versus Roman. Have Rikishi. Have everybody. Like, all of Roman's side, all of Jay's side. Everybody coming in for that match. That'd be good. Yeah, I think that could be really cool. And I think my gut says Roman wins. I yeah, don't, mine too. I don't completely count out Jay winning. If, if something's going on behind the end, I think this would be, from a storytelling perspective, this is kind of the natural end if you go all the way back to the beginning that you talked about. I still think that he'll keep the title to WrestleMania for Cody, but I, I don't think it's impossible. I'll put it that way. I'd say like a 10% chance, which is still very low, but I wouldn't... It's a chance. Yeah, it, it wouldn't completely catch, you know... Catch me off guard. So it'll be his first defense since beating Cody. I know. Uh, yeah, he's been on the, the two pay per views. They <laughs> went tag matches instead. Yeah, besides backlash, uh, like that, the, he wasn't on that. He was on Night of Champions and this with the tag matches. So uh, they've done a good job of stretching this out at least. So if he does, listen, if he keeps the title, it may be <laughs> it may be a few months before we see this title get defended again uh, overall. So. Yeah, I think that's about it for for this show, Money in the Bank. It was a good uh, time talking to you. I'm so glad to have you on, Scott. I really appreciate it. All of your takes, all of your unique opinions, all of your taste in wrestling. I like that we had some good banter about old priests there, and Trish as well uh, on there. I, I will defend these folks somewhat. Uh, like I don't not, have not to all. defend anyone today. Yeah, there's nobody. Well, I mean, I'm... I don't really have anything bad to say about Seth. I mean, his match was okay. Like I said, it's not like not his fault. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not, I'm not blaming him for it. <laughs> like overall, no, it wasn't. I'm not really blaming anyone for that one. Yeah, exactly. It was just. It just was what it was. Cody, I thought did a great job in his role actually. So, is there anybody else that you like that maybe I might not like on the show that you would have to on this show? No. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, other shows, I know for a fact. Yes. I've been nice to Punk. I. Uh, Collision. I've been respectful and appreciated his work on AEW so far. 
we will see how <laughs> we will see how things go in, in the future going in there. So I, I will not hate. I like that. I'll defend Miro way more than Priest. If we're gonna go talk to people you don't like that, that I like on the Miro is my ultimate guy. Priest is a good guy. I thought you'd be a little hard on that. So I'm just trying to be a nice guy right now. Try to be nice. But uh, with that said, Scott, tell everybody anything you you want to say. Plug anything you want to say. Tell the people. Let them know. Yeah, follow me at Scott E Wrestling on all socials. You can follow me there on Twitter, on Instagram if you're feeling crazy. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter though, so do Twitter. That's where you can see all my content. I got a lot of Joshi stuff coming up. That's going to be my main month as Five Star Grand Prix coming up for Stardom. That's so right. It's my busy, busy month. We got a lot of good stuff going on. If you want to check out a Midsummer Champions 2023 review, that'll be live over on the Fight Game Media uh, YouTube channel at uh, 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. If you want to hear my Five Star Grand Prix content and read it, keep an eye out on that Twitter. That's coming up. And, uh Yeah. This was uh, a lot of fun time. I haven't talked to WWE in a while, so I had a good time. That's right. And obviously loved having you on. Uh, we'll see what the future holds for the weekly shows, but you'll definitely be back for SummerSlam and all the WWE shows, uh, big shows in the future as well. Yes, sir. Uh, there. We, we always appreciate your insight and your passion, which is the most important thing. Uh, so I highly advise everyone. Learn from I will not- Takahashi on that one. That is a joke that only very few people know that's probably listening to this, but a joke that I had to say. I will not let you leave this call after this recording ends without talking about uh, Sardom. <laughs> that is all, all right. but, uh, Passion. That's right. Miracle passion heavily in there. But follow my other show, Easter Larry. It's about Japanese wrestling if you want. Lucha Talk just came out with a new episode. If you want to hear some Lucha, uh, Kenny Omega is going to be at Triple Mania. We're going to do a show about it. Uh, Triple Mania Tijuana on the 16th, so keep your eyes peeled for that in a couple of weeks. It's going to be our first foray back into the live aspect of things. Like a similar show to this one, I figure it'll be uh, in terms of format. But a lot of cool stuff going on uh, at Viva underscore zero on uh, Twitter. Well, if t- we, Twitter needs to survive for, for us to follow on there, so hopefully it all stays in, in a good place. If not, uh, you know, I'll, we'll, I'll still be around somehow. So you will hear this show in the future, and I will plug everything that needs to be plugged when it does need to be plugged. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Scott, for returning. As always, for Scott Edwards, I'm Dylan Fox. This has been your Russell Update.